So uh, Republicans obviously seizing on this horrific tragedy at the University of Georgia. Um, this girl, this nursing student killed uh, by an undocumented Venezuelan uh, migrant. And they're seizing on this as an example of Biden's failure to protect the American people and to secure the border. So Jake Tapper at CNN. And I, I'm curious, Jake Tapper there at CNN, I'm curious as, as to what Georgia's governor might think when he hears that. This is the governor. Uh, first of all, a, a University of Georgia alum himself, that's his campus. And this is the governor who had to pick up the phone and talk to the parents of the young woman who was murdered on that campus five days ago. Governor Brian Kemp with us now. Governor Kemp, thanks for your time this morning. Hey, good morning, Tim. Uh, you tell me. My blood would be boiling. My blood is boiling. Uh, what do you hear when you hear that someone like Jake Tapper at CNN says you're politicizing this? Yeah, I would tell them that this is not politics. This is heartbreak. It's devastation. It's outrage. Just, I mean, it's insane that this is happening in our country. And I, I've made the point uh, long before Lakin was tragically killed. Uh, and over the last really two years that we have mass migration happening at our southern border. And, you know, it wasn't. You know, people were saying it was political two years ago. They were saying it was political a year ago. They were saying it was political in September when we wrote the letter to the president, just asking, you know, who are these people coming into our country? What are their names? Where are you sending them? You know, and now the question is, is hey, you know, which others have committed crimes while they're here and haven't been immediately deported or, you know, kept in jail or some sort of detention where things like this don't happen? So. This is the least uh, least political thing in the world. I mean, the problem that Biden has is this political for him because the American people know that he has dropped the ball on this. He's tried to pass the buck on it, and now the reality is hitting home. Governor Brian Kemp with us. All right, let's assume for a moment, and I know you've written a letter to the White House. I don't know if they've responded. You're asking for specifics. You're asking for particulars. What happened? How'd this guy get in the country? How'd he travel our country? How'd he end up in Athens? You're asking all those questions. Absent any help from the federal government at all, the state legislature's proposing bills even as we speak. What can the state do? Well, I think that's something we're going to continue to work with the members of the General Assembly, certainly the local delegation, Representative Gaines, uh, Weedauer, Trey Rhodes, Representative Trey Rhodes, Senator Kalser, Ian, and others are working on. And I've had conversations with the leadership in the General Assembly about that. I mean, there were things that were actually moving and being discussed uh, even last year that are in part of this two-year cycle that are now on the front burner. So we're taking a, a hard look at those kind of things with them to make sure if we do something that, that it would be effective. Uh, and I know you'll be hearing more about that in the days you, to come. You know, there's legislation already on the books. 2016 says you cannot be a sanctuary city in Georgia. But we look, we see our government in Athens, other local governments around the state doing the things that sanctuary cities do in terms of not cooperating with ICE, not cooperating uh, in, in immigration detainers and holes and those kind of things. Uh, what can be done? What should be done in those cases? Well, we're going to continue to follow the law here, but I think that's a very good question, and there's still a lot more, you know, questions than there are answers right now about, you know, how local law enforcement's dealing with, with ICE and, you know, are they participating in the 287G program like we've had some uh, sheriffs and local governments do in the past. I wouldn't want to speculate on those kind of things right now because we're continuing to gather the facts, and I know that's part of what the legislature is doing as well. My focus has been 
on these things, Tim, never would have happened if our southern border was secure. It never would have happened if, you know, we had the presence of 2,500, you know, National Guard troops on the border from all over the country, states willing to help. You know, we participated in that with the previous administration, uh, freeing up the Border Patrol to actually do their job every day instead of being overwhelmed. And the policies of this president are just completely different. I mean, this is what they campaigned on. This is what they wanted to happen to our country. It's only now in the last 30 days uh, when the political heat is on them that now the president's going to go to the border. I did an interview yesterday, and they were – you know, they were playing uh, clips of the president, his press secretary, uh, the so-called border czar, our vice president, you know, just uh, a year ago saying the border's secure. I mean, the, the border is not secure. I mean, any uh, common sense American thinker knows that there is uh, a disaster at our border and has been for years now. And that's on this president and this administration, regardless of what the Congress has or hasn't done. The president can take action. I stand ready to work with him to secure our southern border. I know a lot of the other governors do as well. Greg Abbott's having to do that himself down in Texas, and we're helping him because we are simply desperate because we don't have a president that will act on this issue. I'm circle back to where we started and let you go on this one, Governor Brian Kemp. I mentioned that phone call. and it, uh, Add to this the list of reasons I don't want to be governor. you got to make that kind of phone call from time to time. Uh, tell us about the family. You spoke with the parents of Lake and Riley. That, for better lack of a better way to ask the question, how are they doing? How are they holding up? Well, they're very strong, but, I mean, they're devastated. I mean, I, I cannot imagine you know, what Marty and I would be going through, you know, as parents that have our youngest child as a junior at the University of Georgia um, has gone to similar parts of campus to work out a place where Marty and I both spent a lot of time when we were students at the University of the Intramural Fields and uh, over in that area. I mean, to think about uh, a mother's love for her child, for her daughter, uh, and what that family is going through, they are devastated. You know, I just I cannot imagine. Uh, I would just continue to ask all Georgians to keep them in their thoughts and prayers. I know they're very faithful people, and that will get them through. Uh, but, look, they're also outraged that this happened. I mean, I think they're very uh, thankful that, that we're pushing to answer these questions because they don't want this to happen to somebody else's daughter. Governor Ryan Kemp, a very busy week, legislative crossover day coming up and all that goes with that. Thank you so much for your time this morning. Thanks, Tim. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.